that you're born an Italian If you want your life to be great See that you're born an Italiano And your life will be great Hey there, Paisani! Happy Italian-American Heritage Month! And welcome back to your favorite dose of Italian-American heritage, history, and hilarity, the Italian-American Podcast. It is the final episode of Italian-American Heritage Month, and we have made every effort to gather the gang and be in person. We are here in New Jersey. I am surrounded by three of the people I love the most in the world. To my right, I may know her as Kuma Dolorata. You would know her as the OG Italian-American podcast host, Ms. Dolores Alfieri Taranto, who is moments away from bringing life into this world by the way so you may actually get that in the episode so you know hopefully you think it might happen now could any very day much now good. at this point there's that the notorious be, that POV patrick o'boyle and just the don't make a mess of the office if it's gonna, if it's gonna happen just not here yeah try try i'll do whatever i can boys i hear focaccia <laughs> induces labor <laughs> <laughs> i am making love to this this always focaccia she made this beautiful it is focaccia. a beautiful focaccia kumar it really is and thank you they decide to cut the focaccia before we tape can you explain it? We're here talking for two hours, got nothing done. Can I say my <laughs> now, right when we got, no, now we have to tape. We're going to have your one, your pizza, and now we have to tape. This is our Italian-American Heritage Month celebration, actually. Like, I, I, yeah, I, Pat's mother, Kathy, made cake. Jersey Dolores, City cake. Dolores brought us mushrooms. And I brought the yep. recording equipment. Yes. So there you go. I really feel like a shamo. I didn't bring anything. You're the reason we're all here. That's right. Yes. Well, could you pass me the bag, please? That brown paper. I keep us on schedule, if nothing else. I mean, not really. <laughs> no. But I thought about that. Like I said, let's do an episode <laughs> together. It's the end of Italian Heritage Month. What a great thing. And really, we just have some food popped out of everywhere. Well, you know, th- this is what makes us us. No one said to bring it. We just no, did. no one said a word. No. Medigan people have a list. Thanks. Yeah, wait, who's bringing You bring what? the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> right. No one needs to say to us. <laughs> no, it's so true. Look at this. Okay, look at them. Okay, here. Look at the mushroom. I'm the, sorry, John. They're look gorgeous. These yeah. are gorgeous mushrooms. Well, you, you, if Stunning. that was filled with gold, it would not beat the quality of the, <laughs> that her mother went and foraged. Foraged these mushrooms, right? So my mother doesn't do the foraging. Okay. That's man's work, I think, in her, in in our realm. So no, but my father used to, of course. So he would go out, he had a landscaping business. He would go on his clients' jobs. And just over the years, he learned, like, who would have the mushrooms when the time came. You know, you got, you got to know where to find them. And since his passing, we have a very good friend, Maurizio, who now does the same line of work, and he brings them over. He brings, like, buckets and buckets of them. And every year my mom says... She's not going to do it this year. It's too much work. She's tired. And every year she does tons of them because she just, if you drop mushrooms off at my mother's house, she can't not clean them <laughs> and cook them. Can't waste them. She, she lights not up. waste them. My father-in-law does. He forages with his friends all over the Bronx and Westchester. And like I was saying to Dolores, I was at his house the other day and he was boiling them in uh, vinegar to preserve them and jar them and stuff. It's something that I don't know how to do. But if you look at these mushrooms that they get, I think, and you might know this because you're pretty good with, like, the food and health food. And these are hen of the wood mushrooms, yeah. right? They're really expensive in the stores. Yeah. Like, these yep. are not – you're not picking, you know, no. little They're not, like, throwaways. white button Yeah, no, they're, no. like – they're, they're very so they're exotic. they're called mayataki. Mayataki, right, mayataki. Which is, like, a nice – I'm assuming Japanese This is asking, like, a disease. He's <laughs> suffering from mayataki. <laughs> Those mushrooms, like shiitake, they're expensive. reishi, they're expensive, and they're really good for you. Yeah, no, so it's delicious. You should link, though. I just sent out the recipe to my Substack okay. subscribers. Okay, put it in the description. Step by step, how to do that this. That means we don't get it. 
Well, are you subscribed to my Substack? I didn't even know what a Substack was. <laughs> <laughs> but Pat I read says, yesterday. I you are. I, I, Pat's never even listened to our show. So no, I, I, I give him It does not surprise me that Pat yeah. doesn't I, I saw this. Yeah. I saw you posting this yesterday, and yeah. I had recipe and Substack. I'm like, what is this now? You got to make my life <laughs> more complicated? It's like a platform for blogs. So yeah. I share the recipe with my subscribers. So if you guys are interested, it's uh, Dolores Toronto. Uh, dot substack.com. I'll put it right in the in the show notes. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I think it's a that. good opportunity for everybody to I mean this is a tradition. You know, we talk a lot about tomato jarring and the wine and uh, but this is a great one. You got to know it what is. you're doing for people out there. You can't go yes. out. I you totally. got to know yes. because you'll kill yourself. You know I'm there's not, an app now. You have to know what's yeah, a good mushroom and what's not a good mushroom. Yeah, for, for identifying uh, for identifying mushrooms. I tell them in the post, I'm not teaching you how to forage for mm-hmm. mushrooms because I don't have that skill. They're better I'm off afraid. If, if you don't yeah. know what you're doing, go to the supermarket. That's what I, yep. Get them in the supermarket because Maurizio, <laughs> I'm sure, was picking mushrooms right. for 6,000 years in Italy before it came to it's America. exactly right. In the mountains he knows, back you don't in know. Italy. Yep. 100%. So don't, if you don't know what you're doing, I think I told you the province of Salerno loses two to three people uh, every fall who screw up on picking the wrong no mushrooms. Way. Yeah, it's a real statistic. There's posters. I was I was in San Mango oh, one, wow. one October and there's like big like warning posts. They're like, <laughs> these are the good mushrooms, these are the bad ones. Really? Yeah, they, I mean, I mean, Italy, I mean, the way they drive, nobody's worried about. But if you pick the wrong <laughs> one, right, you can pick the wrong one. We're not anti jarring mushrooms, but if you don't know what you're doing, Go to your local supermarket. Yeah, I, that's exactly right. My grandfather was like a big forager. I can't remember what he used to do. He used to cook them with the full clove of garlic or some, or and I get this from like my dad and my uncle. So they're stories. They're not, it's not fact. But it was like you cook it with a garlic or you cook it with a, a nickel quarter, or a quarter nickel. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And something changes turns. color. I'm like this, I'm not, first of all, I don't want to cook anything with a quarter that's been around <laughs> the world for 25 years in people's pockets. That's not happening. Secondly, like, I'm just, I don't think that the, did the garlic change color test is good enough for me yeah. to. This no, is like when Molay's people would make the, the calcium olives, the Olivia La Calcio with Drano. Oh no! Come on! They're b- kidding me because right they're now. calcium-treated olives. So when they came, when people came here, they started making them with Drano. I don't know how many we lost. <laughs> oh my goodness! Wait a minute! Time out! I've never heard. Of, I've never heard of. There calcium. are these green yeah, I've olives. Heard, I've heard of that from Puglia. Yeah. They're, I think they're not a. They're, they're kind of like a Cerignola olive, but at the Mercato we call them Olive alla Calcio. But they're they're treated with calcium that gives them a specific flavor. So what has calcium in it? Drano. No Drano. I'm like a million things besides Drano. I'm like, what dissolves calcium? (laughs) You know, that's what dissolves the the. So listen, just to stop right here, don't go foraging for mushrooms. Yes. If you don't know what you're doing, and you don't, I we do not recommend that you cure your olives with Drano. (laughs) (laughs) That is an anecdote of days gone by. Rosella and none of us on the podcast are counseling you, advising you. Speak to your physician if you want to cure your olives in yeah. Drano. Because but this incredible. is the time of year the olives come around. Yeah, Corrado's used to have the big boxes. And yeah, is Corrado still there? They're still there. Yeah, they're I don't still know. There. I don't know. It's if not they're the still... same, but they're still there. My they mom do. still goes sometimes. That's where my grandfather got the wine grapes, Corrado's. Yeah, and do you know how much they are this year? I'm sure they're almost exorbitant. triple. Yeah, that's it was triple. Almost triple. Yeah, that's more than double, not as much as triple, because we made wine, and it was a fortune. It's we cannot go on like this. No, I mean everything this is insane. Is, well, I mean it's interesting, right? Like, how I, are you supposed to drink wine? How are you supposed to do any of this stuff? <laughs> yeah, but your bottle of wine, if you think, well, it may be cheaper the bottle of wine because because what's going to happen is it's the man, it's like barefoot in Australia. It's just going to be wine 
mass wine production. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. We're going to become a barefoot wine drinking Which is gross. It's not good for society. you. Society. Well, at least it's wine. Ugh, this is positive. So you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> Can I tell you something? I'm going to go back to making love to the focaccia. <laughs> you know what is really nice as we this leave this so topic nice. about the mushrooms is, and, and why actually to somebody like me, the barefoot wine like kind of um, phenomena is like a sin is because it, it marks the seasons, you know, yeah. and it, it really, mar- it's, it's, it's tradition, but it's also this very ancient way of staying in touch with the rhythm of life, That's yeah. the, the design that God made for yeah. us. And you know, like for me, when I see the mushrooms coming out, I know summer's gone Yeah, and it's, it's mushrooms and wine. And then when it's hot, in August, it's tomatoes, you yeah. know, like you, and you, you keep pace with those rhythms and that's really important for us to do. It's so funny. Cause I, I've, as the older I get, the more I become aware of like, you know, your body doesn't have the defenses you used to have. So the food you put in is yeah. a big part of it. And like, yeah. I become so much more aware of when I eat out or not eating seasonally, you know? And yep. when like, when I went to the fruit vendor, we have an Italian fruit vendor by us in Westchester and, they had a bunch of stuff that had come through and like really beautiful cauliflower and things that you could tell were in season, I guess, right? Yep. Or at the end of it. And the stuff that was obviously not in season just didn't appeal to me. Like, I, you know, you just become more conscious of that. Become stuff aware. It yeah. is really how you're supposed to eat. You're not supposed to eat blueberries all year long. Although they say that's a great thing every morning if you can get them, right? They're good for you, but not. Not all year. No, you Not can't all eat year round. No, I mean preserve them when they're at peak. If if you really like want, no, but I just really freeze them, jam. I can. I mean, can, I, can you <laughs> oh take the eating? I, I I don't know if I don't can. cut this out. Just I, as I don't have to oh, cut it out, but so I don't know if they'll understand what your your argument is. Right now, no, don't cut this out. I won't. I don't know. I was eating. I'm not focaccia. cutting anything out. I'm just clipping. Like if we have to go to bathroom. because it was this good. Because <laughs> I come from fruits and vegetables on both sides of my mother's side. And my grandma always used to comment how clean everything was. Because mm-hmm. she said when we had the store, vegetables came dirty from the farm. Mm. And my grandma said, do you know how, I remember her telling me, do you know how much time it took to clean spinach? Yeah. Sure. So you have to wash it and rinse it, wash it and rinse it, wash it and rinse it. The one thing I disagree with is, there's nothing wrong with frozen fruit. That's what I said. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. Frozen blueberries yeah, coming yeah. from Argentina. I mean, like, I'm saying like, sometimes the millennials, they love all this back to nature and back to basics and the Gen Z crowd. <laughs> Well, some modern stuff is nice. Yeah, yeah. That's true. I was saying, like, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, like, I don't know, churning butter is a pain. (laughs) (laughs) Not if you use an electric mixer. You you think it's that much better? (laughs) Sometimes, if I have, you think it's better? You're you're going full Amish. (laughs) (laughs) You homestead. I know, in five years, you're going to go to Dolores' house. It's going to be candlelit. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm going to go to the outhouse. What are you doing? I haven't seen you since my baby's birthday, but what are you churning butter now? Are you making candles? Every now and then. Yeah, I do <laughs> yeah, make candles. Yeah. I do all of those things. But I also use lights and I buy butter at the store. Yeah. But, You're you getting know. a little too much with the beeswax. <laughs> By the way, she says that to me every time she sees me. Uh, uh, it's it's, it's uh, something uh, new. What else? Well, hold on, man. You think the, and I've made butter. I haven't made butter from fancy stuff. Yeah. You think your butter tastes better, honestly? I will tell you the truth. It depends where I got the milk from. These two could homestead together. Oh, yeah. Because he's great with suppliers. We keep saying we should start a show. What kind of like, cow? Yeah. You should. Yeah, yeah, but we won't. But we call the show. <laughs> Eat like the, the Amish. How the hell is this about Italian American heritage month? <laughs> I feel no, like it's somehow related, right? It's our gathering. 
No, I'm gonna put the horns on it. Well, I'm, I'll uh-uh. put it in clothes. Oh, don't do sweat. that. We got enough. Clothes. I'm working on a food. I cut. You know, I I grow stuff. I I I am I'm, I'm on the same page with you with yeah. this stuff. Yeah, this is one I'm of our major topics. So of was my my whole thing is do like the from scratch stuff, but use modern equipment to make it not onerous. It's like your bread machine. That's why I'm. And as people think, I'll, I'll never see a nickel off this bread machine. God, watch this. Well, actually, you know alive. what? That's a great opportunity for us now to uh, for those of you out there who haven't heard. Here's a little uh, endorsement from Pat on his favorite bread machine. Hello, everyone. I have the distinct pleasure today to talk to you about a project, a mission that I am very much in love with, and that is the Anchors Rum Mixer. Now, I have Carly Reed on with me today. Carly, did I say that right? You did. I am madly in love with this machine. I throw in sifted flour, and that machine goes for 15 minutes. It can mix any kind of flour I have thrown in there. It comes out like the most perfectly kneaded bread, but Carly has the insight on the mechanics of why it works. She can tell you why you should buy it off of Pleasant Hill Grain. So with that, Carly, I'm turning the microphone over to you. It is an investment into your family, into your health, into your well-being from on a day-to-day basis. Our company has been in business for 25 years, and in that time, we've maintained a reputation for high-quality product offerings and excellence in customer service. So now you heard from Carly. You're not happy with the mixer. I will eat the mixer publicly. Can I do that? You can try. Why, why am I offering that? Because I know it's not going to happen. And with that, I'm done. For anyone who wants to learn more about the machine or get in touch with us directly, you can visit PleasantHillGrain.com. My next thing I want to get into is when I use the heritage flour I have, mm-hmm. I want to start to grind my own flour. Same. Lately, even more, I'm like, it's time. I want to get one. I want to get one. I'm going to tell you guys why I'm not grinding cheap, my own but... flour. Yeah, but it's worth it. Because I agree. Because your own flour. Yeah. Yeah, but there's a real, it's <laughs> a real confused. Italian. <laughs> no, that's, that's, su- that's Rose, super. Uh, Rosella's shaking her head. That what? is super. <laughs> no, you got to listen to Ro this. Ro and I, I always knew Ro and I, you know. <laughs> Red, white, and green suits. We yeah, we, we park right. our cars in the same garage, but it's becoming glaringly we obvious. We buy our flour at the same <laughs> yeah, supermarket. <laughs> no, Pat and I overlap. We overlap on this. this Why, how do you even wait, wait, wait a minute? Time out. You're talking about getting wheat berries and yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly flour. right. I can't. I'm done. I'm done with it. <laughs> why? I'm done wait, with it. Show they write you off. I'm listen. done with it. That's you know. That's why it's 2023. So we yeah. don't have to do that no. anymore. Listen to me. Why don't you get on a bike and train your electric too? Just bike yourself till you get lights. <laughs> yeah. Listen. What is the point? Of I have done so shape. much. <laughs> I have done so much research on this. Same. I'm going to give you a lesson. Oh. I'm so glad he's in my corner on this stuff. This is great. I'm just going to. But I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. If you go to away. any town in Italy in the country, you're going to see Umolina. Umolina yeah. was the flour mill. Now, why do you see Umolina everywhere? When they would harvest the grain, they kept the wheat berries in sacks. And what you would do is wheat back then used to go bad. Used to go rancid about mm-hmm. in maybe month two months. So you you got like six weeks out of wheat. I'm sorry, six weeks out of flour, and then the flour would go bad. Wow. So in the old days, your mother would give you, okay, here's a, whatever the poor bone measurements were. Say, here's a kilo, which is the modern thing, but here's a kilo. Here's two pounds of wheat berries. You would go down to the mill. Everybody had a mill. They were all over the place. So you'd walk down to your local mill. You would give the miller the wheat berries. He would grind it, and he would take 10% as payment. Mm. That's the pizzica. We learned that in Sicily, remember? Yep. The right. word pizzica for what the mafia gets paid now. Oh, is that where it's from? comes from the idea that in, if, I guess it's flour or salt or whatever, like you would write when they would do for you. The little hill on top of the bucket, they would swipe off. That would be their 10%, and that's the pizzica. So now the mafia takes a little 
Oh, that's what right. pizza cut comes. That's what they told us when we were working. But that's actually so. What happened is your your mill would take some flour, and then after a day of milling, that's what they sold to like the city. So if you went to the city of Naples, you would sell the ten percent you kept collecting off your farmers, and that's how you made money. Mm. Mm. Creative. But now, why this is important is that freshly ground wheat is phenomenal for sourdough because uh. the sourdough starts like oh, fresh ground wheat. So it's much more nutritious. The properties are there. So I want to make it for bread making. Now, I'm going to tell you something else. Cookie biscotto making, I don't foresee using it. Maybe I will because I think the, fu- the, fi- the finesse, the fineness, is finesse the right word for that? I guess. I guess so. The fineness of a pastry flour, I leave up to the experts. Yeah, it's a different story. But what overrides it is is for the bread. When you use freshly ground flour for bread, your sourdough does a happy dance. <laughs> it's much more really nutritious. Good at show. I'm lost. <laughs> I mean, I mean. I think it's great. I, I love your bread. You make great bread. I love that you have the ancient sour. Can you imagine she if I had, bread. I haven't started grinding my own flour yet. I'll be on a whole other so level. So Columbus Day was nice. <laughs> That's no, how I whole, feel. Now, why That's are they riding over it? You see how they ride right Wait, over it? I do us? have a question I'm like, on this how topic, am I not though? grinding it already? I don't know how that happened. But this, can I just go back a second? I'm, I'm, Where I know, am I? Let I got to make you. my defense of this. I'm not wrong. I'm going to say in the sense. What my argument today is that the reason why this stuff fell out of favor the freshly ground flour, which is more tasty and more nutritious, is because it was a, a stone mill is a pain in the neck. Sure. Right? But the beauty of modern technology is if I have, it's like the size of a coffee grinder, if I have a small wheat, really good quality stone grinding wheat mill on my kitchen cabinet or I keep it under my cabinet, and every time I want to make bread, I grind the grain fresh, that's where modern technology marries Ancient foodways, and you can get the best of both worlds. Where do you get wheat berries? Online. You can buy them. Yeah, the, yeah it's in bulk. You buy them for pastiera. How do you do with oh, the ukran? That's ukran yeah, yeah, yeah. pastiera. No, yeah. I, jar, I use jars. But there's another machine. I but I mean, you can buy it. Yeah, there's another machine that sifts it, sifts it. So you can get really fine white flour without the bran in it. But my thing is, why not connect both worlds? The fantasticness of freshly milled flour right there. Yeah, yeah. And it's convenient. No, you're right. It's like it's making bread. And I think that's that. But see, but this is how, if we're going to go back about health. Yeah. And I'll probably drop that tomorrow after saying <laughs> this. But if we're going to go back with health, I think that the great thing, well, listen, we, live in, we, we had a two-hour doom and gloom conversation, which, yeah. we, which we all here love, right? Yeah. With all the chaos going on in the world. And there's a lot of negativity about living in this day and age. There's a lot of positive stuff. The positive stuff is that you can do a lot of stuff easily today. That you couldn't do 100 years ago. And so when your great grandma's like, oh, thank God, one thing in America, I don't have to spend all day making bread. Though most of them kind of missed it. They liked they thought their bread was better. With all this equipment today, you can make the same bread that they made yeah. in a very easy-to-do manner. That's, right. that's my take that's on fair. That's fair. I think you're right. I mean, I, And I advocate the, uh, another thing, too, is like homemade liqueurs, homemade wine. Take about the home, like doors with the homemade wine or even jarring tomatoes. Years ago, my grandmother used to talk about, she remembered when jarred tomatoes came out, like passata, like canned tomatoes. My grandmother said it was like, oh, my God, if you didn't jar tomatoes this year, you could just go to the store and get a can. My grandmother said that was like such a big thing. And her uncle, who lived with her, refused to eat it. And her <laughs> uncle said, this is, he goes, he, her uncle said to her, this is terrible. This is uh, a can of paint, right? But the thing was, the big thing in, after the war was now you can go buy a, a can of tomatoes if you didn't jar, right? 
And jarring was very hard, jarring tomatoes, because you had to do a hand crank. Yeah, yeah. You know, so people like, when you see all these people on, on YouTube having um, pumarola parties jarring their tomatoes, it's because they have these beautiful Cadillac machines from Italy. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. That do it in seconds, separate the skin and everything. Yeah, we have that. Right? Mm-hmm. And But your great-grandparents, even people up into the 60s, they had to, hand, you know what it was, hand doing all that? The same thing with the wine, yeah. right? Making wine yeah. years ago was a lot of headache because you had to do everything by hand. Yeah. Another big thing that's coming out is, I've talked to a lot of people, people who made wine and kept them in these big glass demijohns. Yeah, we had right? those. 52-liter yeah, demijohns. Yeah, now, a lot of times people lost wine in those demijohns because they were hard to clean. Yeah, that was our job as kids, to clean right. the demijohns. And the plastic tube that, for the ones that have the spout, yeah. you got to make sure that spouty area is cleaned. And if you got a little bit of bacteria, you got to put all kinds of chemicals in because a little bit of bacteria could ruin the wine. Now, stainless steel, which is the big thing now, the stainless steel Italian... Um, I don't want to call them. I guess you could call them demijohns, right? They're super, and you can drop the top, so you don't need to bottle all your wine now at once. Mm. Justin Demini, I think, has one of these. We should go over to his house for show and tell. Maybe Jack Patron does too. I'm not sure, but if you have the top that's a floating top, you can lower it as you bottle your wine, so the seal kind of keeps down, so there's never oxygen mm. in the tank. And that sounds really complicated if you haven't made wine, but what it says is that you don't have to bottle it all at once. So this is the beauty of modern technology. Yeah. Meets old Italian folkways. And but we're maybe it's a Neapolitan thing. Maybe his bares is coming out of this. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it's our I don't know. I just think Yeah, I, I totally ways. agree with you. And I don't have a I mean, my family does the old folkway stuff, but with modern technology, everything you said about the wine equipment, the tomato equipment, all stuff that we use. And I, and I feel the same way. I mean, That's why I encourage people to go out and buy it because I make bread now a heck of a lot more often because right. the other machine I had, who I just got re- – I my kitchen looks like a – what was – remember on the Muppets, the Swedish chef? <laughs> Who's that scientist <laughs> yeah. and all that stuff? Yeah, my kitchen got more equipment. <laughs> Nothing matches because I got a deal on this one and that's that color and this color. But the reason I, I got all this None equipment. None of us can confirm this because no one in this room has been inside. <laughs> no, 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 I keep it all locked up. But um, only Brendan's allowed in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Brendan's been to your house. Brendan showed up with a cake. And he's just, oh, <laughs> oh, that's what we got to do. Just I want to bring show. the bell with the cake. No, you trick? know why? Because I get more done saying, well, we got to get this fixed. Who knows when John's going to come? <laughs> I get that's my manipulation tool. We got to get that done. I mean, how's it going to look? Every he time he wants there, me to send something, your to the cabinets, house. your cabinets, you got to get the cabinets refinished. I mean, how's that going to look? So there's always a method. <laughs> it's always preparing. It's always John's preparing. Well, John's like, going to come. John's the Pope. Yeah. <laughs> for the China, no one's ever used. What did you buy? You bought the cigarette carousels yeah. from Naples. You told your mother that I, I bought them. Said you can't get rid of these. John gifted you. <laughs> how's it going to look? How school some mother can you be? He's going to come over. There's not, not you know, I found here. a guy I remember in, those. in Bergen County, those. New Jersey. He's a clock repairman. So those new stock cigarette carousels I got, they're music boxes. So for those of you who don't know, it's like a little artistic barrel that they used to put cigarettes in. So when Silvana go, had a few. She yeah, sold Silvana the last two. I love those. Did she really? Yeah. I bought you. I did bring you some back from Sicily. I found I have a whole market. collection yeah. of them. And they were like this pagoda, and you hit a button, and they would play a... Um, Music, yeah, like a music box. like a music box, and it would open up, and there'd be cigarettes. It would spin open, so the spin yeah, open. Now, I don't smoke, I don't do cigars, but it's part of Italian America. It's like what you got to have on the list. Yeah, but I found a guy who repairs them. Really, he is a clockmaker. I found him, and he said that like, Italian American people would come in with these. I mean, he hasn't done a lot. Maybe in it's fifty be the years same he's done one or two. The clock, yeah, they're very expensive to fix because he goes, you have to um, totally disassemble yeah. this. Yeah. What do you put the show now? What do you put that people can see stuff? 
at the show page. Can you put on the show page? Because then I, if they never saw this, it's going to be very hard to imagine. I could put a link. Yeah, I could try. Show the the carousel. See if so, we find a YouTube video, maybe. And it was, I think, it was two fifty to fix. Oh wow! Wow, because he's That's like an investment. And he is, said, yeah. and he said, because, for a non-smoker, for a non-smoker, <laughs> he said, because these are this is like a date. He's like, I have to unscrew every piece. Wow. Yeah, it's like clock. Build it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. How did we get on these? Before tangents? we get off the tangent and talk about Italian American Heritage Month, I but do, isn't this Italian Heritage one, Month? Yes, it is. Why are we gotta That's go talk about right? We no, have to right. sit there. No, you're oh, right. I, but wait, I think that um, <laughs> I have one question. I think that Marconi. I mean, what, what, man, he's a great <laughs> man. And, uh, this is my chance to vent too with this, with this next topic. But I want to ask you a question though, because I don't know if I'm falsely remembering a story. If I made it up in my head, I cannot confirm it. You at some point after the sale of Medalla Dora coffee when the recipe changed tried to reverse engineer it and yeah, roast your own coffee correct did you or did you not burn I down almost, your no, garage I came you very, almost burned I, down I, your garage 4 o'clock in the morning I decided I was going to roast coffee I, I oh went through oh my goodness see I go through months of study yeah I know so I'll say well I want to figure out how do you roast coffee so I went through 6 months of intense study on coffee roasting but I, I uh, one time I roast so I found an actual purveyor of raw coffee beans and I ordered the combo that I thought that the old Medallia Dora was and they shipped me an industrial size <laughs> pack of coffee beans and then I did it in my house once 4 o'clock in the morning and the fire alarm was a very bad situation because it made a lot of smoke a lot of people thought my house was burning down God forbid but then I started doing a barbecue an outdoor barbecue now but see this is I don't think that my freshly roasted coffee because you got to really be good at it. I don't think it was better than the high-end stuff that I buy. Right. Freshly roasted. So that's somewhere where I don't think it was worth it. Some people do. I don't think for me it was particularly worth it. So I, I discontinued that. But for bread, you know, for certain things, I think it's it's worth it going back to the old ways. I feel that way about coffee roasting, too. It, it does just, I'm like. You've I'm, done it, too? Cool no, I, I just, I'm, I haven't done it. And I'm like, I'm good with that. I mean, I have to, I, like I said, I don't think the resulting product warranted the effort because I think right. I can get good or better. Sometimes you can get better stuff yeah. that's already made. One of my dreams for the store is for us to reverse engineer that recipe and sell our own coffee brand. Not roast it ourselves. We've talked about Yeah, things. I would really love to have that available. That's a good idea, though. Yeah, like a, the old Italian-American yeah. style, whatever you taught me, the mix yeah, of Arabica and something else and all this stuff, right? There's yeah, all it's, it's ro- do you want the secret? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> Robusta. Robusta. Italian Americans, I had met because I'm a sick person, but you all know that because you like to listen to the sick person. <laughs> so when I was on this quest, I was at the fancy food show maybe 10, 12 years ago. And a Neapolitan brand of coffee, which is very, not very well known outside of Naples. I had known because my aunt had brought back some in 1984 when she went to Italy. They were trying to get sales in the US. And I knew somebody who did coffee distribution. And I did Neapolitans. I started chit chatting with them. And he goes, you got to taste some. And I tasted it. And I'm like, wow, this is the coffee. This is the espresso of my childhood, right? Mm. 
very black, very dark, very potent, and very creamy. And I said to him, what's in this that makes this this? And he said to me, Robusta. Because Robusta is a cheaper bean on the market. So you see all these coffees now, 100% Arabica. I'm an anti-Arabica person. I don't mm. like Arabica. And his argument was that the Neapolitan blends were, and there were some I think that were 100% Robusta, 70, 80. Robusta is a heck of a lot more caffeine. Mm. It makes a beautiful crema. It's, it, it, the way it's roasted dark, it's very bitter. I fell in love. So I had that coffee. I'm like, this is like the greatest espresso I've had because it, it harkened back to Medaglia d'Or. That's why I know people in Italy that get pilon. Yeah. I like pilon. My mother uses pilon. Italian Americans, for people out there, love pilon. Because my mother says that Italian coffee doesn't taste good in America because the water's different. Mm. And she says that pilon mixed with the American water gives her an acceptable... What is pilon? Pilon is... Puerto Rican. It's a Puerto yeah. Rican coffee brand. And this is Bustella. So I was going to say, is, is it the same as Bustella? Yeah, kind of like the Coke and Pepsi of Puerto yeah, Rican yeah, coffee. Yeah. But yeah. my theory is... I just give... We're giving away the farm here. But my theory <laughs> is that I know people in Italy who lived here for many years that have relatives bring them back pilon. Really? Because it's Robusta. This it's is so a cheap. It's a cheap coffee. But it's our flavor profile. That's why it tends, oh, like Italian-Americans or Italians who immigrated in the 50s or 60s in the mocha pot love Pilon. Brendan, the most difficult Sicilian person I've ever met in my life, <laughs> wrote me off when he first came to John. I was like, because he works for me and John. I was like, get Pilon, get the flavor profile. And now he's like, you were right on. And he never admits we're right on anything. I got to try it. I, I, I'm, you know, I stick with Medaglia d'Oro because I'm a loyalist. Well, Nestle bought it. And Nestle bought it, it changed. All these brands they bought and destroyed. They bought, That's, you know, everything. But, but, but um, it's inevitable. I think that Pilon is the old flavor profile. I met a British guy who was um, a little younger than me, like one of these hipster coffee roasters, very high-end coffee roaster. And when I was going through my quest to find out why can't I get this old Medaglia d'Oro taste, my childhood, which the guy in Caf- the guy in the Neapolitan coffee company kind of put me in the right direction. So I called up this local roaster and I said to him, do you roast Robusta beans? I just want to buy freshly roasted Robusta from him. He's like, absolutely not. <laughs> Never. And we're having a conversation. He's like, why would you ask for such a thing? And I said to him, and I told him my, my story, how I love that old taste of Medaglia d'Or and Pilon. To me, are you Italian American? <laughs> True story. And I said, Yeah, how do you know? He goes, Well, my I, my wife is Italian American. And he went off to say how her family he thinks has the worst taste in coffee. <laughs> there you go. And he's like, they love this burnt for he's like and he's <laughs> love it. It's completely and he goes, Not for he his goes, and I said, <laughs> no. I said, This is the flavor profile of my people. We had a good laugh on it, but he knew right off when he heard what I how I liked my coffee taste, he knew right off the bat. And he said it's something that he found his in-laws all like coffee that he would never sell. I got to try the Pilon. But he's English. I got to try for my grandfather, too, because when, when we had, when you were being honored and we had the baby's birthday, my grandparents surprised me. And, you know, they're getting older. It's harder for them. So it was a wonderful surprise. And they got there a little early. So we were prepping for everybody, and my grandparents came in. I said, we, we want to make you coffee. Now, in my house, Nicole drinks way more coffee than I do. She has the Nescafe. And I have the Maganette. And if I want coffee, I make it in the Maganette. And she usually drinks. So I said to my grandfather, you know, do you want me to make a pot? No, no, no. So I said, okay, I'll give you one of these. And he was like, so 
mortified by the outcome from the Nescafe. He's like, what, what is this? This is like a watery, you know, a little shot yeah. or whatever. And he was going off about how nobody can make coffee anymore. And I think I'm going to give that a shot. <laughs> it must have been a wonderful moment oh, for you. Oh, it was you. great. I'm like, well, I'll have one with you. Celebrate. But, yeah. No, I, I, this kind of stuff is. He's so sweet. It though. is. Oh, he's Otherwise, great. Oh, he loved you and Drew. Because yeah. you guys are like basically on a trajectory to do yeah. what they did. We like have a lot in common with Escape to the mountains yeah. like my grandparents, right? Yeah, that's you guys in yeah. 40 years. Yes, absolutely. When, whenever we see them, that's we sit down and we talk about the mountains and upstate. And You'll be selling stuff on eBay eventually. <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah. right. It's yeah, so of true. Yeah, well, like you have young... an Etsy page already. Is, you're, you're there. You're it's there. Fact. You're, you're, you're known as the cutest. She's like, one time I sold a fur coat to Japan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my grandmother interacts with people that she sells stuff to. And she's telling me now, like, you know, the economy's down and nobody's buying on eBay and stuff and people don't want to pay shipping. But she, you know, my grandma's Fares and she's very mercantile and she's very with it. I mean, she's been on the computer. She's 85. She's been on the computer for 25 years. But she takes the time to interact with all these people she sells with around the world and get to know them and tell them the stories. They're amazing. And, of course, Drew's Sicilian, so my grandfather loves that. There's an extra layer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I got to make a point to, I mean, obviously now you're due any day. It's going to be a while before the babies can go, but I got to make a point to get you guys up there to see them and see their property. And yeah, we do. We need to do it. They, you could world. be neighbors. They said it again. Oh, you oh could. My. You could be neighbors. Did I, did I a not? house across I know street. your oh, yeah, grandma told, told me. You. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she we would were, love. You'd be, you'd be at her house every day. <laughs> we were going to go look at it. We're still we're still debating it because it's, I mean, it's a real fixer-upper, yeah. but it's priced. Oh, at for a, your husband, that's like it's a price price to move. And people are moving up there. A lot of people from the city, they're building Airbnb. But they got water up there, too. They got a Grandpa's got the spring. Yeah. A fountain. But your your grandma pulled it up, or she gave us the address, and Drew pulled it up. She's. <laughs> I was like, you Did know you what? Did you put animals on that land, or was it far? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know how much better I would feel if you guys. I mean, my uncle's up there across the right. street, so it's. Well, would, you, time. would you would you take the chickens with you? Yeah. I'm gonna leave them with her mother. Why not? I guess Maybe my mom, no, no, my mother wants nothing to do with. I can't see your mother wanting to do the chickens. Yeah, <laughs> my mom's like from the chita. She's like very. <laughs> but she's out there foraging mushrooms. It's not that much. No, no, she's, she's not doing the foraging. Well, she's the she's, she's, yeah. she's the pickler. She's she doesn't <laughs> even take care of them if we go away. She, we have to ask Chicho, who lives next door. Oh, you gotta get another Italian guy to clean the chickens. <laughs> That's he the greatest he... Italian power. <laughs> so then what does he get? The manure and payment? Oh, I make a pomodoro look real nice. Porta casa doy. I bet you it does. Does it make things grow? Oh, good? yeah. Chicken... I knew. Yes, I knew. The chicken cacas. There was an Italian lady in North Arlington who used to tell a story about her mother. And back then, they used to have chicken manure delivered to your house as fertilizer. Yeah, I could see that. And the old lady went berserko. I guess it's in the 30s or whatever. Because she said it wasn't chicken manure. It was some other animal. <laughs> she went, oh, I, I can't. It's a little bit off color to tell online, but she went, uh, she went berserker when the chicken manure, sh- the other manure showed up instead of chicken manure. You know, this is this this. That's Italian, amazing. This episode is going to be on Italian American homesteading. Really, yes, this is our compa- right? this is our compa- <laughs> It's great though. I mean, well, it's, it's good what, to is, know. what does what does do with all the chicken leftovers? Well, to be honest, right now we don't do much with them. We we you have put a, in the regular garbage. Or you like? Well, we have a yeah yeah. But that's so we good use fertilizer. Hay, but we use hay in the coop. And then we get rid of that. But what we do do is we have a, um, a run. So, like, you want to protect them from predators, really, especially hawks. 
So we move it every now and then. So it, it kind of, I mean, the poop just stays where it is, but you notice when you, so they decimate the grass that they're on. Chickens are insane. They like dig up, they get to like the rocks beneath the earth. You're like, where is this coming from? <laughs> it's wild. And all, it'll be like bare earth by the time you move it. And then you'll see that grass will be like lush. It'll be like the nicest grass so wild, isn't on it? your property. That's it's amazing yeah. how nature does that. We're like repopulating the grass in the area. That's so wild. Yeah. So cool. what do you, so? But you could like we're just not doing. Ha, but how did you have a conversation a with Jicho to convince Jicho? <laughs> now, I mean, what did your mother say when you? I want the play by play. When you told your mother you were going to get chickens, what was her response? It was like. What was the Stefania response when you said I'm going to get chickens outside? And you have to understand, I've been her daughter all my life, so she's like. She's not surprised. It's not like a surprise to her. She said, uh, I think it was something like, that's fine, but don't expect me to help. <laughs> and of course, she, which is. That's the greatest. Was something yeah, like that. Which is Did fair. she recommend Chicho as the, as the chicken <laughs> up? I just know Chicho grew up like like everybody else on a farm. And, you know, he's just not. He doesn't Does he care. get excited? Oh, hey, 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 Galina. He doesn't clean it. We don't ask him to clean the coop. We just ask him to. Well, at night, you got to lock the chickens up. In the morning, you got to let them out and feed them. Give them so they're walking around your yard during the day? They're in their run unless we let them out. Sometimes we let them How out. How does your son like the chickens? Oh, my God. He's like their leader. He loves leader. the chickens, right? Yeah. yeah. They listen to him. They like bow down when he goes to pet them. They're very subservient to him. They know he's like. Do you, do you think your mother changed a little bit on the chickens now she sees her grandson? Because he's he's like the baby grandson. Yeah, right? he's he special. Is. Yeah. So does she? You think she calmed down a little bit because it's almost now they're like they're like Angela's. They're toys. Angela's chickens. Yeah. yeah. No, chicken. I think she lo- I think she likes the chickens. She certainly eats the eggs. I think she likes it. It fits in with her. You know, whole our whole like. How good? Garden how, preserving. How good are those Italian eggs? Because I haven't had any. <laughs> I know. I just I teed up for that one. <laughs> you did. You set yourself way Duck, up for that. I eggs, was gonna say, are I you mean, raising ducks? Yeah. I can't believe. You know, we don't have a lot of eggs left because they're slowing down. But I cannot believe I forgot to bring yeah, you sure some. Yeah, sure, you forgot. <laughs> I she should. brought you mushrooms. I know, but I should have brought him a, at least a few. Are what they colors really, are really they? yellow? The the yolk. Oh like yeah, really they're gold. like orange. Yeah. yeah, that's the best. Oh, you yeah. didn't bring me a gift of eggs, but I brought a gift. I want this is the first uh, time you've I ever wish come. We were a video podcast. This is your right only. Now. This is the first what time you've ever come to my office. Yeah, it's true. And I want to thank you for coming, <laughs> para visita. That you came to visit me. You're giving me then, a gift for yes, coming to I'm your sure office. It's, it's, it's I like get a on Hold on. Where's my phone? It's a bombonera for coming to see me. It's a bombonera <laughs> to here? see how much I appreciate. Wait, I have you. no shoes on. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Shoes. We're talking about you scooping chicken poop. Don't worry. This is where Rosella gets worried about me. It's, it's moments <laughs> it's, like this. It makes sense. All right, so I'm. I have this very nicely wrapped. Did you wrap it, your mother? No, yeah. I mean, go ahead. Let's have a. Uh, yeah. Your mother's uh, like one of the her, best gift yeah, wrappers on the planet. Us, what is this? I feel like it's something that's gonna jump out at me. <laughs> It's an enormous yellow rubber duck. It's a rubber ducky. <laughs> and I want you to keep that on your mother's countertop. Let me That's tell you. That's Pascal the rubber ducky. <laughs> so every time you're going to have duck, I want you to look at Pascal the rubber ducky. Aww. And remember, I haven't had it. Of all, of all the things I expected to pull out of there, this was not it. I have to give this to my mom yes. and let her know. Yes. This is it's from Pascal Pat. the duck. It's a reminder. 
Who it's still hasn't had the duck. It's like yes. a horse's head in your bed. It's a horse's head. <laughs> Pat, that's amazing. I love you. That's hilarious. She's gonna she's gonna die laughing. That is really funny. He well texts me, he's like, You think we can get our hands on a rubber duck? I'm like, yeah. I made it happen on twenty four hours notice. You did a good job. Thank that you, is Amazon. So funny. <laughs> Oh yeah. my gosh! One day, and you will have that duck. Yeah, one day. One what day. Was it? That's like being shit all. Well, <laughs> I think you should tell people the truth, though. Oh, one oh. time I could not make it. <laughs> I know. I've been asking for ten years. On one occasion, <laughs> one occasion, I could not make it, and now, well, we asked him, he never comes. I just think people need to know that you have been invited once. We'll establish you have been once. invited. Yeah, I, you know, once. it dawned on me that we came to talk about Italian American Heritage Month. I love that we had our own gathering, and this is the, the title of this episode. I think is going to be Italian American Gothic: How to hom- <laughs> How to Homestead by Pat and Dolores. And the image I'm going to just take from your headshots is going to be American Gothic, Italian Americanized with the two of oh you. Oh my God! And just Row and I in the background in the window, like. What's going on? Yeah, That's the like episode. I, I like my I like my flower pre ground. Yeah. I like uh I mean you know, uh I like lights, I like electricity. <laughs> no, no, see now stop. I no, like, no, no. I'm I'm gonna be no, like gas now, stoves. now it's the row I'm I like, a New Yorker. No, back No, up. I'm not a New Yorker. No, it's just stop. you know stop. No, listen to me. If you could go oh, into your pantry, hurt. take a cup of wheat berries, throw them in a grinder like a coffee grinder, hit a button, came out with flour. That is not Tolson. I don't, you just stuck I don't it know. In. I just don't know if there's like the biggest payoff. I don't know. No, that I the, think there is. That's why right. I'm saying. I mean, I, no, I, I didn't. I'm not pushing coffee grinding because I did. And I said, I don't think this was like I'm, I'm like the, 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 the harvest wasn't worth, worth the, the squeeze. The, what are the juices worth the squeeze? Yeah, like that. How would they say? It is October, and that means it's Italian American Heritage Month. And this year, why not connect to Italy with the Mediaset Italia subscription? Mediaset Italia is the channel that combines the best from top Italian channels Canale 5, Italia 1, and Rete 4, so you don't miss the latest in TV from Italy. This October, Mediaset has familiar favorites and new series, including the new crime drama Maria Corleone, airing Fridays at 8.35 p.m. Eastern, brand new current affairs program E Sempre Carta Bianca with Bianca Berlinger, and new seasons of popular favorites Caduto Libera, Quarto Grado, and Pomeriggio Cinque. There's always something new on Mediaset Italia, so call your local television provider today. I'm like... If I find the frozen pie crust that I like, I'll use a frozen pie crust. I'm, I am not. Uh, you know. I'm not that big. No, you got. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, I, yeah but hold I on. You called me pie. out on Wait that a one. So yeah. I made the the Easter pies. Because you made you you use the sweet. I used pie I used crust. The pie crust. Yeah. To, to make a pizza rustica. Yeah, yeah, but that is traditional in Campania. Yeah. yeah she no, was pasta frolla ones. Yeah, are yeah. Some, some but some she of said these... to me, she goes. Why is there a sweet crust? I said because it's a frozen crust. She looked at me like I had three heads. But yeah, but let's back up a minute. Puff pastry is a heck of a lot easier to do, to buy it, yeah, to mean, buy a good if, quality if one. Either of you start making your own Sfidel puff pastry, then you need to I don't be think Sfidel is worth it. <laughs> no, I don't that's... think, I mean, Sfidel, now, the pasta frolla Sfidel, which is the one that's just made in a. Um, I can't make good pasta frolla. I want, you know what I want to make, and I just don't have the I know, I know wherewithal. I know the tricks. I mean, there's a lot of tricks. Pastry flour is huge with a very low. If I have Bob's Red Mill, pa- see, I'm giving, Bob's Red Mill never gave me a nickel. So if you think I'm getting something out of it, you no, they're not a sponsor. It's not, but Bob's Red Mill pastry flour is game changer. The one thing and my I... mother remember something. The reason I'm, I'm stopping this is that there's no one more negative and more um, <laughs> the doubter that yeah, I'm crazy. That's true. So my mother, no matter I could tell my mother like anything, and she's just she's the most negative 
there's against these things, yeah. right? She's against it. So when she gets on board, that's a huge endorsement. Right. That's you know, the, it's that's good. The so the anchors room mixer, she said this is well worth. She's it. a convert. And the second thing is which I'm Bob's Red Mill pastry flour. Yeah. See, there's a lot of pastry flours out there. I don't think are as good because the pro the Bob's um, I think mills for a specific uh, the protein. Now I think who I'm not also not getting a nickel off of. I think that gold metal organic is very good for things like Zapolis because it's not King Arthur has a high protein. So King Arthur organic is I think even this their organic flour is even good for bread. And there's a lot of there's a lot of private mills that I use, but I'm into this stuff. This you is love this is I, Brett, you love I love the science, but I'm saying is that the the pastry flour and my friend Mary Grace, the great Mary Grace of uh, Giorgio's fame, Mary who's Grace the, the Baker show. who's yeah. been on the show. Mary Grace told me another key thing is to use baker's sugar. Now, again, mm. I don't get a nickel off of King so Arthur. It melts quicker. They sell it. You can get some, and it gets expensive on King Arthur. You can get it in other places cheaper, but it's very, very, it's like a super fine sugar. Yeah. I think it is technically super fine sugar. Mm-hmm. And when you make, I'd say biscuits, but biscotti with Bob's Red Mill and the super fine sugar, baker's sugar. It tastes like the same thing you get in a bakery. It is not gritty. Mm. But that's the stuff I like to study. Now, I think that a pasta frolla made with the Bob's Red Mill pastry flour is a million times better than the regular because AP flour, all-purpose, right? Uh, they call it plain flour in England and Australia for the listeners there. It's supposed to be good for everything, but it's really, they say it's not good for anything. Yeah, That's what I've heard bakers say that. But the other problem is when you're baking this stuff, Americans use cups in measurement. And the fineness of sugar, a a roughly ground sugar, is not going to measure in a measuring cup the same way a fine baker's sugar is. So you the use same weight. thing with flour. Now that's why I if there's one thing I would convert in America, I would do all our baking by weight and in metric. That's what the Italians do, it right? It is so It is much so much more accurate. Yeah. So accurate. much more accurate. I don't know why we do this. Yeah. Well, why it's we another, do it's it? It's a 19 cent. I, I, I mean, use you know, grams in a scale. I, yeah. I use grams. But it, I yeah, but weight, it, no matter what, weight is weight. weight. You know, but weight is so much more accurate than anything else. Because we never made that conversion. Like from inches, inches, I mean, I mean... I'm patriotic, but an inch is a tough thing to measure. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Compared to centimeters yeah. and millimeters. 12 to a foot and versus it's, 10 it's like to 100. And, yeah. You really only need a scale yeah. instead of measuring cups and spoons. That's a good point. You yeah. know, and now they have those electric ones that, you know, pick up. Oh, you can, I got yeah. a good I have a good scale. electric scale. Yeah, yeah, I got a great scale. I love my scale. Yeah. I, they're, so, I, they're very affordable, too. You really don't have to buy a fancy one. Yeah. No, no the, yeah, fa- you, but the fancy ones are worth it because the fancy one I have. Like you, you blow put, on it and it weighs it. Well, you put yeah. a mixing bowl on it. And yeah, it, and then you can go to handle, negative. I think it can handle 22 kilos. It's like industrial strength because I'm a sick person. I'm, this is the stuff I this buy. This is how you bake. It's so much easier to bake with. There's no comparison. I'm going to give you, you want another Patrick? This is the day of Patrick's. And, Ro, you could jump in. If you're in a part of America that has rigot that's too wet, it's like when you're making a bastida, you need rigot that is mm-hmm. very, very dry like Italy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can now make very dry rigot at home by using a Greek yogurt strainer. Mm-hmm. So if you go online, should I give away more? New England, yeah, well. New England Cheese Company? So I, have, I, I ain't getting a nickel from them. I buy off of them. Yeah. Just so they sell one that's like huge. So that can handle a three. If you have three pounds of ricotta, oh, the big good. container. Because most Greek yogurt strainers 
are very small. You got to get me one of those because I, 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 I've been doing it through cheesecloth every time. I'm oh, the no. The Greek like do you that. use the baskets, like the cheese baskets? The, the, you know what I'm saying? You can get like plastic ones or. You mean the ricotta comes in a basket? No, like if you want to make cheese yourself at home, you c- I have a I have a bunch of them. Yeah, it's the same like thing the as the Greek same yogurt. Same idea. It's the exact okay. same thing. It's it's a it's a very fine meshed. I like the one from New England because it's big, and you could put three pounds of ricotta. I have another one that I got. Um, oh shucks, it was a store that was going under. I can't remember the name of it. Um, that was going under, and they were having a clearance sale, and they sold a small Greek. Yogurt strainer. So if I want to have like just put ricotta on it, like macaroni, which is a Sunday thing, yeah, I'll put it in the small strainer a day or two before. And if I'm going to do a bastida, I'll put it in the big strainer. I got to get one of those. But this Easter. is my thing. If you're living in America where you have lousy ricotta or you're making ricotta at home, the strainer helps. Yeah. And that's the beauty of modern technology. Or These are modern tools. But for those things, I like to use ricotta in pastata. Sure. If but, you could get it. But this is the problem with ricotta in pastata. Ricotta in pastata. When I buy it, I can only buy it in 10 and 15 pound quantities because they mm. sell it for bakeries. Yeah. Mm. So if you go to Restaurant Depot and you're going to buy 10 pounds, if it's Easter and you're going to make a lot of pastita, sure, you can't beat. Now, for those who don't know, a ricotta in pastata was a ricotta that really was invented in the U.S. in the 30s. Mm-hmm. Really? As a tremendous very, product. Tremendous product. As a very, very super dry ricotta. Yeah. That for, I would say, ganul, for cannolis. Yeah, for casata. For pastita, yeah, yeah, for casata. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. It's made for bakeries. But the problem is, if you can't go to a... I wouldn't... Now, this is, this is a great point Ro brings up. I wouldn't be straining it at home if I could go to a, a store and buy one pound for a little yeah, bit sure. of macaroni, or three pounds. But what happens is, I was going out and buying for one bastia, 10-pound polio package of impastata. Yeah. And you can't freeze it. It doesn't yeah, really freeze doesn't, well. Yeah. Uh-huh. Then you wind up wasting don't it. Don't freeze ricotta, guys. No. <laughs> don't, just don't do it. You all ask me, can I freeze this? <laughs> can I freeze this ricotta cheesecake? It's going to be crap. Just don't do it. Do you remember when I accidentally missed my dyslexia kicked in and I made like 10 times the amount of pastilla filling a couple of years ago? And <laughs> I called Ro. I'm like, I have a problem. John does I've, not make, he I makes burned a through every, a la I made every pie crust I could buy in like the three-mile area. I ran through those. So we made. I made them. You told me make them put graham crackers on the bottom and make them in a cupcake. Oh, uh, I told you that. I'm yeah. brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> he was. Everybody loved them. Remember <laughs> last year when Pat burnt all his pastillas? Oh, uh, that was, was the, that, the evil eye. Was that Brendan's fault? Or was it <laughs> yeah. Brendan puts the maloki on me and John. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I he was know. in such a nasty <laughs> he mood. He was not happy last I was yet. texting him. Pat got so nasty with me. Yeah. I feel like I need to, like, once we have video, I'm going to pull up the text. <laughs> and, like, why? he was you, so wow. nasty. I made. Nothing affects Patrick Boyle more than pastilla. Well, wasted pastilla. Yeah. That's not good. Um, the key to pastilla is low and slow. Yeah. Okay, but do you have to be mean about it? Yeah. He takes it Well, seriously. you're celebrating. I mean, like, uh, uh, when tragedy hits, <laughs> you want to be like, zippity doo zippity. I mean, I learned the hard way. And I I'm try like, to rush it. Pat, you're not being nice right Okay, Ro, I'm not nice. That's it. No, I'm bad. I'm terrible. I'm not I nice. Have I'm mean. A bastida is Should have left people. him alone, given him space. Well, you get this. A bastida is like a, a sacramental moment. Yeah. It's true. For you, it's, it's the, big it's the thing. top of everything. And I, I was angry at myself, I said, because everyone said to me, bastida cooks best low and slow. Yeah. Right? 
And everybody's like, oh, no, like, you can do 350. You can do it. And I find it does not work. You got to do a 325 for like an hour and 45 minutes. Even more sometimes. Yeah, you can't. You cannot rush it. I think until you pull the toothpick out and it's dry. Right, but you could also get it dried at a higher temperature. But not right. Well, it, it burned the crust. Yeah, yeah. You got now it. I'm getting flashbacks. What's that the thing? <laughs> it's like PTSD. Now, right now I'm getting aggravated. <laughs> All right, we no, got to no, end. Stop. Right. And this is Wait, where we end. No, no, because I tell you why I'm aggravated. I could smack my face right now. <laughs> <laughs> because I wanted to take notes on what I screwed up on, and now I'm trying to remember oh, no, what my mistake was. To. Thanks, bro. Thanks for a PTSD. Well, at least, listen. At least you come to that realization now, as opposed to at the end of Lent, and you'd be scrambling to figure out if you took notes. So at least know you. I know yeah. what it is now because I, um, Elisabetta Cuomo, is like the head. You know, I belong to the fundamentalist gastronomics of the Sorrentine yeah. Peninsula. Yeah, she is. She is the no. She is the expert. She runs now a B and B in Sorrento. She is the baking expert, so I would say she is the app. She is the for pastries that are in the Sorrento Peninsula. She's the absolute expert, and she is all about low and slow. Three twenty-five an hour and a half. I mean, you can't go wrong that way. Like anything. Well, you like know what making, else too? Like can, making... I have a, can I have another? But more of my secrets here, and I got this from Nick Malgieri, the cookbook author. I do not bake my bastida in aluminum pans. Because the Neapolitan thing was he's a uh, urut, uh, right? What'd you say, urut? Urut. Urut. means round, right? Mm-hmm. What'd you say? Yeah. Urut is the baking. It's like a baking pan. Yeah. So the Neapolitan traditional one is a is an aluminum one. But Nick Malgieri made a great point. Pyrex glass ones, in his opinion, conduct heat as well or almost as well, but they allow you to gauge because they are transparent, clear glass. That's fair. The mm-hmm. browning of the pastilla mm-hmm. crust. My mother saves every pastilla tin we've ever gotten if we buy one in Naples. We have thousands of them in the house. She saves regatta tins, too. I don't know why. She just saves them in case. The regatta tin is the They got holes thing. in them, but, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. but she saves every pastilla tin, and uh, we use those. Those are like ours. She left the farm, but the farm didn't leave her. That's, <laughs> no, that's a, what that it's is. In, it's in her mentality. <laughs> She's got it. Uh, this has been actually a really fun what episode. What the heck did this have to do with Italian heritage? Because Johnson, we're going to do Italian heritage. Something. Uh, you know what? Dolores is flipping out. She has to come up with three names. Are we doing another episode? <laughs> we're going to do 300. We're going to yeah. do another episode? The next yeah. one is? We're going to do the next one's the 300th episode. So people are going to make believe, like, we did this a week later when I'm just going to make uh, coffee and then we're going to start they, again? They'll know now. But no, yeah. But yes, that was the idea. That was the idea. Yes. <laughs> oh, we all got together again. <laughs> back in the back. Now, so I think, how? What I mean, happened you when your mother saw the doc? insult the intelligence of the audience? I think they understand. We do a lot of these, and you know, back to back. Not often. Not often. But we, you know, sometimes we can. And what are we gonna do now? We're gonna eat the focaccia. We're gonna eat a little bit, and then we're gonna come back for the three hundredth episode, which is really exciting. I, I, you know, what a great. It is. Like what a. I asked everybody to come together for Italian Heritage Month because it's been a while. By the way, I'm gonna put a. Four point bulletin out there, five point bulletin. Anyone who has seen the <laughs> artist formerly known as Anthony Fasano, I can't get in touch with him. I, I mean, you have you talked? Is he alive? Because we always joke that he's, you know, he 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 shows up once a year. But like, is he actually alive? Because he's he didn't around. Even respond to me. I know he's. I yeah, and I know that he is because like on occasion, like on like Saint Anthony's Day, if I text him, he'll respond. Thank you, you know. But uh, I also we have like family in common. His brother's married to my cousin, yeah. so I oh, so he's like Doctor Chris. Family gossip yeah. from Doctor right, Chris, yeah. But um, but yeah, he's on. He's just he's got you know three kids, teenagers, yeah, a business. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's just he's in the weeds. The man who thought the world needed an Italian American podcast. Wherever you are, thank you for bringing us all together because it's been <laughs> a great addition to all of our lives. And uh, yeah, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna 
have a little coffee. Can more focaccia. You got more focaccia. And we're going to come back for the 300th episode. So for us, it'll be a few minutes. For you, it'll be next week. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we'll see you at 300. You're born in Italiano and your life